Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. This episode is my monthly conversation with fellow MVP Norm Young on the latest in collaboration, insights, and automation, focusing today on how organizations can quantify the ROI on their investments in Microsoft 365. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast where we discuss the convergence of technology, business productivity, and collaboration culture. And my guest here is one of my monthly guests here, Norm Young, a Microsoft MVP and a senior strategic consultant at AppPoint. Welcome, Norm. Thank you, Christian. Always a pleasure to be here. And I'm I'm uh, I'm going to try and breathe both. Uh, I'm a mouth breather this week, as you can tell, but... Uh, <laughs> But we'll we'll do it. We're we're professionals. We're, we'll we'll work through it. Uh, they'll our, figure this out in post production, <laughs> Christian. Don't worry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Just a little sound effect. Is there? There needs to be a button for that. It's like uh, uh, the AI to be able to identify that someone has a cold and they sound a little nasally. And we're just going to modify. It's the, like the helium effect. You just add a little bit of pitch, timber, and energy to the voice. Another yes. thing we can do is we can say that we're using the latest teams feature for spatial audio to give it a more uh, nasally sound effect or whatever the, the latest feature release is. But how did you get this cold? Were you doing too much uh, traveling or something? Yeah, I, no, I don't, I'm so fine after I came back from that. No, I think it was uh, to, to, to go, but it got back from Australia with the digital workplace conference. So it's great to be back at that event. The last time I was in Australia was 2018 for that event. I was in New Zealand in 2019. It was great to get back, but just, I don't know, something happened around that time that kind of <laughs> shut down travel and canceled that event. But it was great to be back down there. Such a beautiful place. And Melbourne is a just such a beautiful city. And, and I got to walk around a bit more. And it, it, it's funny, it was in the, I don't know what Celsius, it was in like the uh, low 60s. It was just, I was wearing a t shirt. People were in like puffy winter jackets. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's very <laughs> weird. I, I, did, there. I did see uh, tweets uh, about the event uh, on X or Twitter or whatever it's called this week and uh, saw some uh, uh, connections. Daniel Anderson, uh, Florian Strand looked like yeah. they were doing some great presentations. What were some of the the popular sessions uh, at the event? Well, this is going to shock you. Probably the number one topic being discussed was AI. Mm, I, I wouldn't have I thought that. I know. It's shocking. Um, and then, um, yeah, Ducks had a session. that was very popular. A lot of people talking about that. Um, I, and his was around, uh, like, change management. And um, it, 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 he, he, I think, I can't remember if he also did a, something around um, better presentations or something, but my session was very full, um, was around Viva and I was specifically talking about internal communications and how mm. Viva is changing that. So that was specifically getting into, uh, Viva connections, Viva engage and Viva amplify, which most people have not seen, which is no. it's hopefully will be GA here in the next uh, month or two. Uh, that'll be uh, exciting for, uh, corporate communications to 
to have that unified solution to start pushing out their content to the different platforms. Um, any other subjects uh, of interest? Yeah. Well, this is and this kind of sets up the topic today, which are, we're we're focusing on how uh, organizations really can quantify their investments in Microsoft 365. So it's it's a uh, this is a uh, it's it's not just a simple hey go read this blog post topic. It's a longer discussion. So this was something. So I, I don't know if you've seen Norm. I've been writing a blog series on measuring productivity. So it's right up your alley. Um, where I was going through, and I started with a blog post talking about the Microsoft Adoption Score. So I was talking about what are the out of the box tools mm -hmm. for measuring productivity. And so Adoption Score is like number one. Microsoft likes to push people towards that. You of course have as an admin in Microsoft 365, you have usage reports and other reporting right. that's out of the box. Um, so you get those in the admin console. Then you have things that you can, anything that's captured by the Microsoft graph, you can go and use um, PowerShell and get access to more, you know, deeper, more yes. granular data about what's happening in your environment. Um, and of course you have third-party tools and solutions, but the questions then came around that. And somebody came over to our booth and ask that they says, I think this is fantastic. They'd actually read a couple of my blog posts. It's always Norm, it's always awesome when somebody who's actually read your blog posts. Comes and it's over not and just your them. wife and your kids. It's like right. <laughs> it's I always strangers. joke that there's the three people that read my blog. You know, it's great when, when the four of us can get together. But uh but the reality <laughs> is those three people are spread out across the world. So we've never all been in the same room. And I guess technically, I don't know if they aren't just the same person um, with three different profiles. I don't know that. Um, hey, nobody would, you. we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we had a great conversation, but but this person, she said, she said, you know, the problem that I have is like I get those parts, and she wasn't familiar with some of what I highlighted in the blog post, but she said the problem is, like, how do I pull all of that together? Oof. So she was chartered with pulling together the strategy for her organization. So she was trying to understand the out of the box tools, but trying to put it together in a story because they all do kind of slightly different things. That's right. And so she was asking for advice around that. And I, my response was, it's kind of the direction I'm going with the blog series is then to write about pulling those pieces together and creating a unified strategy. But so I'm sure you get similar questions or had similar discussions with clients. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one of the first things that, that comes to mind for me is when you're looking at the available offerings in Microsoft 365, you get, you get like that the usage reports Power BI package that's available to you. It doesn't cost you anything. You just have to make sure that you, you enable that uh, data set to be available inside of your tenant. And when you look at it, you're seeing platform usage. You know, our users in OneDrive, our users in SharePoint, Team, email, and so on. And I think that can be good for a certain persona. And that persona is probably IT. They want to make sure that the the license, the base, the core license that they bought for the organization, that people are in the tools. But that is just like one aspect of that uh, 
data and analytics that people are going to want to understand about how they're using it. And then you see, we talked about corporate comms just a, a moment ago about how they like some of these Viva tools. Well, for them, they want to assess the, the reach, the effectiveness of their communications. Well, that's got nothing to do with the platform. It just right. might well, might coincide that it's in Viva Engage or might coincide that's a SharePoint site page or a news article. It just, it, you just made me think of like that. I just saw it again. It's not a new concept, but that somebody had created an app and and uh, an, a device that actually would wiggle their their mouse to make it look like there was activity inside of Microsoft 365. Right. Because they knew that the management team was looking. I often say that um, it's human nature that when people understanding understand how they're being measured, they will then optimize their activities for the metric. Right. You're right. It's a it's a it's an unintentional gamification of activity, and it's not truly reflective how people are working. Um, uh, the, the the productivity score you, you mentioned that one as well uh, adoption score now adoption score thank you yeah uh, rebranded it's great to see the the levels of activity uh, it's great to see the bit of the plot and if I'm not mistaken you also get some uh, 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 actionable insights that it provides go mm -hmm. do this type of training or do this again but is that self-serving for Microsoft to drive more uh, adoption of the tool or not so when when we're talking about measuring the performance or usage of something, the question has to be really refined. What outcome are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to say, I want to make sure we're getting the most out of this tool? I, do I want to say that I want to get the most out of this license to, uh, that we're, we're investing in? Or do I want to say, do I want to get the, the most reach engagement out of a message? And refining those means different things. And uh, you also talked about uh, taking a very he heavy-handed approach to data extraction using something like PowerShell, Graph API. Like, oh, that's like that's serious stuff. And when you have to like disassemble, assemble, connect all of that data in a way that you have a user or a department or uh, an activity to an object like a file or a message in a in a site or a community to roll it up to have context to be in a region or a department like this is this is well, a significant amount of work that will turn into a major undertaking for any user or team to take on that type of thing so well, refining that scope why, is key right but it, it, it's and i get that point and i think that's like the number one place to start with with a uh, the company is what are you trying to understand what are you trying to achieve and a couple thoughts uh, on that so to that point on the complexity, I mean, this is there's a reason why Microsoft and all these other companies have gone and invested in data scientists, mm -hmm. whether they have that title or not. They understand that from a you know building a product to understand how are people really using the products that we're selling, so that are we prioritizing the right features, the right new development and integrations around that. You have to have the same kind of perspective if you're going to go into that level. The PowerShell, Power BI, utilizing those tools, do a deep dive into the graph, uh, the Microsoft graph, and and do that. Like, you have to know what you're looking for 
yep. to get the right results. I mean, something about, and I was thinking about, I was going to make a joke about the, this is my other thought around the adoption score. So I've got the blog post up. In fact, and I'll, I'll include it within the notes, uh, links to the articles that I wrote around it. But the adoption score, if you're not familiar with this, um, it, it has a, there's eight different categories that it goes and looks at broadly. And it does a score of up to 100 points on each. So the highest score you can have where you are near nirvana uh, in collaboration is 800. But it looks at communication, meetings, content collaboration, teamwork, mobility, endpoint anal uh, analysis, uh, or uh, the uh, endpoint analytics, sorry, network connectivity, and Microsoft 365 apps health. Now, thinking about teamwork as the category. So mm -hmm. if I got like an 89 score on teamwork, I don't know what the hell that means. You need context. You know? Right. And, and so it's great that Microsoft provides this baseline that, that, um, that compares your da data and you see two lines within each of the graphs within the adoption score. It's comparing to companies of similar size. So Microsoft is doing some of that harder work, but again, it's a high level baseline. So like I look at my score and if I'm at like, so I'm looking at my org score here. This is like my collab talk demo tenant. Mm -hmm. I'm at 58%. I don't know how I got that high, <laughs> you know, um, but you're looking at, so I can go in there and look at, well, in, in a couple categories where my baseline is below the industry standard, at least there's a place for me to go and look to start asking questions of, well, what are the components that make up teamwork? Why right. am I below industry standard? What does that look like? That may then give you some help inform you on things to go and look at and understand why to go do some of that further, more granular digging with other tools. Uh, it's great that they're providing a benchmarking score. Uh, I don't know if they tell you what you're being benchmarked against that puts you into a like organization. Perhaps it's license count. I think it is. I think it's that simple. Yeah, which it probably would have to be because there's there's so many variables. But if you're an organization that it's frontline worker heavy versus information worker heavy, those scores for collaboration are very skewed. Like it's a different nature of work. You want to be in a like industry, a like size to make that comparison. Getting that type of data is is pretty darn tough. Well, but it's it's important to have the context for it. And so it, it people always it, want to know Norm, how they compare I, against I, others. Norm, I would say it's it, it's even to understand the comparisons inside of your organization. If I know I've got information workers that are glued to their desks and doing that type of activity is very different from looking at the collaboration activities of frontline workers or even you know two information workers office workers white collar workers okay. but doing very different things one could be very you know externally focused so they're using OneDrive and SharePoint a bit more um, where the others are used in meetings all the time. They're in teams. They live inside of that. Yeah. Um, or email-centric versus more collaboration-centric. So it's it, it comes down to establishing a baseline and understanding of how 
your organization works. You have to create a baseline. So teams maturity for my organization might be different than teams maturity in another organization, but not to say that both aren't mature. It might be different definitions. Maybe in my organization, we're highly regulated, compliant. We're not going to allow third-party Teams apps. Maybe we have WebEx as our meeting provider, and that's fine. That's the decision the org organization made. But then to compare with another organization that has all Teams apps open, Teams only meetings for chat and stuff, it's not a fair comparison because there's different constraints on the home organization. So establishing a baseline and then understanding where an organization may want to go, you know, like their North Star for adoption and usage, then they can track. Then it's a fair comparison because they're comparing internally. And then they can divide up those subcomponents by region if that's applicable to them or business unit if that if that's applicable to them. And then those scores start to make sense. But getting that data and putting it all together to give them the, that knowing and that understanding, unfortunately, that, that that's a tough call. So your 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 guest that reached out and said, how do I get all of this data together and and make my own analysis? Well, uh, I hope they have a you know a background in uh, Microsoft 365 administration with PowerShell. I hope they understand and have access to all of those different endpoints that exist in the Graph API, and uh, they have a great background in database management and uh, ETL operations. Because really, you have to build a a data model that is going to speak to answering those analytic questions. So uh, truthfully, it, like, I probably came across a bit critical of the Microsoft offerings because they're so based, but when they're developing a solution for their entire customer base, it's very difficult to do something. And so you come down to just those, those, those minimum viable uh, attributes or, or questions that it might answer. And, you know, it's going to be very, it's going to be very platform centric because that's what they're doing. And that doesn't always speak to how an organization works. Like, in a, in a, you know, in a true analytics solution, it's multiple data sources. It's not just going to ever be from a single provider to get that type of rich context that you need to do in analytics. So really, the, I mean, the question is, what outcome are you trying to measure? Are, are you being effective with teamwork? Okay, what does teamwork look like in your organization? Are you OneDrive email and that's okay? Or are you Team SharePoint? You tell me, and then you have to drill into the usage of those areas. Platform's got to be there, license optimization's got to be there, and then establishing very granular looks at like for teams, especially, you know, are we just doing chat? That's not very mature. Are we doing meetings, but no channel collaboration? That's like moderate maturity are we chatting having meetings channel meetings channel conversations file storage inside you know now we're talking we're getting the most out of that value and so teams is one of those things where you see high activity but low maturity in a lot of organizations because they're not using that full breadth and that's you know could be reflective of the the pandemic right everyone just had to parachute into Microsoft Teams and just get going within uh, a few weeks notice. But maximizing the value of Teams, now we're it's a maturity discussion. Yeah. And then there, how do you measure that? Yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting. There was just an article I just um, 
tweeted about it um, that uh, Swoop Analytics did. They have like an annual report when they go look at you know, productivity. Basically, and it was a fast company that actually did the article looking at the their most recent study um, was talking about it. it. Says it's not about like with the employee burnout and uh, you know like kind of all those issues. So that actually that's not it. Like they're the data that they're seeing is that the the real struggle has more to do with the, it's exactly what you said the maturity of people and their collaboration case skills like there look there are high performers i would put classify us in the category that are feeling meeting burnout that kind of thing but looking at the data looking at the overall numbers we aren't having as many meetings as those high performing collaboration focused experts are um, to 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 have that level of burnout. What we're actually seeing is that people are holding on to, I don't know, trying to figure out how to phrase this, to say like inferior collaboration or or ineffective, inefficient collaboration techniques. They're to doing everything through email instead of utilizing the other tools that are in their tool belt. They yeah. are, um, you know, th those kinds of things. So it's just. They're not leveraging the technology. This is a, a point I made in my session when I was talking about the employee experience. The kind of the first half of my session on Viva uh, in, in Melbourne was talking about EX and why and change management is part of that. There's a cultural change that an organizational change that needs to happen around the tools. But part of it is understanding that digital transformation, a phrase that was overused and people never fully understand was not about just upgrading your company to the latest version of new technology whatever's out there. You can have old technology and still have a digital transformation. It's about, mm -hmm. are we optimizing the end user experience, the customer experience? Are we fully leveraging the technology, old and new, that we have to be the most efficient and effective you know, with those customers? So it's uh, like you keep, you've mentioned it like three times, like, you know, uh, are we, uh, um, you know, being most effective, are we, you know, utilize the things that are out there, uh, the tools that we already have. Um, I would always, my background working with the manufacturing sector and project management technology, uh, one of my first approaches to and working with clients back in the early 2000s around trying to measure the success of their collaboration technology. Um, it's, I, I've been talking about this since really since 2001 wow. when I went to work for E2Open as a product manager. But one of the scenarios would be like uh, uh, as an output would be we're outputting, uh, working with manufacturing companies, we're, we have an output of 100 products a month. We would like to... Um, yeah, it could be a hundred thousand, but whatever. I'm mm -hmm. just generically saying a hundred products a month. How can we, with the people that we have, the tools that we have access to, get up to 125 per month or 150 a month? So that is the kind of measurement where I look at. It. We want to increase output. We we want to do more with less. Yes. That is Microsoft talks about. How do we do more of that thing? So in, in your company, my company now, we're not developing physical products, so we're not trying to increase the manufacturing of that. But we want to have other, other things that we want to measure are, you know, we want to be more efficient and effective with the uh, 
with our product uh, uh, life cycle and our messaging and positioning of that and the marketing campaigns that we do internally market and get people up on the latest features of a new product release that's coming up in a month and externally around that all things that you can measure those are all detailed they have nothing to do with whether we're using teams or OneDrive or SharePoint, whatever, it's the business focus that we are. And then we look at, well, okay, now that we understand that we're trying to do those business activities, more of them, more efficient, whatever those things are, then you start looking at how can we better leverage the technology to get us to that point? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And no, no IT organization is going to have the bandwidth to to optimize worker output using tools alone. They might be able to wade into an ERP where they are responsible and they have the right supporting structures, peoples in place, but um, giving people the, the freedom to innovate and optimize on their own through something like the Power Platform makes sense, but uh, it's, I think generally speaking, those are more the the exception than the norm. Most people will just do their job. They don't care about the technology. You and I and people listening to this podcast, we care about the technology. We're passionate about it, but give me a break. Most people just show up, do their job, get paid, go home and live their lives. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a few, there'll be a few risk takers. There'll be a few people who want to innovate and they will find a way to, to optimize. But then uh, back to, you know, the, the, the starting point of the conversation, how do, how do they measure those, those outcomes? Um, is it, is it productivity gains that those 25 extra units on the manufacturing floor? Uh, is it less meetings? Is it more time collaborating on files? Like every, every department, every team, every organization is going to, every region is going to have their definition of what success looks like for productivity. So where where do you go? How do you measure all of this? And it can be tough. Uh, our mutual friend, John White, he always likes to talk about these things and um, the, the things that you need. And you need a mix of inventory. You need to know everything that's in your environment. You need to find out every SharePoint site, every document library, every list, every document, every list item, and so on. Uh, you need to find every Yammer, sorry, Viva Engage community, every thread, every <laughs> yeah. conversation. Like you need to inventory everything to understand what you have. And then John will go on to say, you need to understand the activity around these things. Mm -hmm. What is happening to these, these granular items? Because you have to go to that lowest level of granularity to roll up those measurements in aggregate. So now who's touching that file? Who's reacting to that thread? Uh, then you need uh, time. It's it's one of those missing ingredients in the recipe of analytics. You you have to plot that over time to know if it was always active in that site or if it was just a one-time blip. And then finally, you need context. You need to know who, what, where, when to know if a file that had or a page that had a view was the author or if it was in a different department where the messaging was directed towards like 
all of these things, it, it, it's heavy handed. So this is where you are going to get into creating a solution where you're looking at Azure Active Directory for some of the context, like the who, the where. Mm -hmm. You're going to look at uh, the M365 audit log for the activity. You're going to look at the graph API to understand that inventory information. Uh, that is going to take a very large team. Companies have been built on this. Uh, you said Swoop, I say Tigraph, and uh, you know that's what we we do for a living, and it was not an easy task. So, uh, your 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 new connection, uh, I would suggest that they uh, buy before they build. Uh, but if you're looking at something very granular and you're looking at doing something uh, in house, really refine the question before you invest in any type of. R&D type experimentation, because some of our best customers at Tigraph have been the ones who've tried to build this themselves. It's it's not a small thing. Like even they understand you know, how hard it is to go yeah. in and do those things to get to the answers, because at the end of the day, it's not just about looking at spreadsheets, looking at reports and hey, look at the graph and it seems to be going up and hey, that's positive. What what's what? What can you actually do with the data that you're seeing? What does it actually mean? What change right. are you going to go and implement? And and if I am going to go implement change, if I am going to go and and if I realize that, okay, I'm looking at uh, so any change that you make, it's going to theoretically um, impact then the adoption score, kind of the broad measurements around that. But again, if I know that my company's goal is to get more product out the door in a month. And now I'm looking at the efficiencies and the way that we collaborate to do that. If I come up with some very clear ideas, you're going to have a better idea of what to watch. And then when you make changes, if we're going to make a like a, a goal to, and a lot of companies have done this without fully understanding and properly measuring, tracking it, but we want to reduce the volume of of emails or re reduce the number of meetings and do more like in-person meetings and do more virtual. Those are very real things that you can go and change yep. and then look at the impact of the change within the data yep. and see if that's moving things in the right direction. Um, if we're, um, I mean, another another big problem in collaboration technology that Norm, you're well aware of too, is that um, having data and making sure that you're protecting your intellectual property, that it is truly centralized. And this is, even today, it's amazing with how um, your company, my company, are Microsoft 365 data-centric. Still, how many third-party tools have our intellectual property, which then we can't see some of what's going on. We can't manage the, the behaviors. We can't, you know, if it's in other locations, um, so yeah. it goes back to your point about understanding your inventory, knowing what's out there. That includes where your data is and what sources, what platforms, what third-party tools. Are they being centrally managed or not? I mean, all those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, it all begins. That's why every consultant, well, marketing consultants, when you go work with a new company, the first thing that you do is you do that inventory analysis. Yeah. You have to understand what's out there before then you you have to look at your landscape before you then start cutting hedges. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Um, and and data can be dangerous. Uh, 
it's you know like it's like handling a hazardous material there should be like safe handling instructions data is easy to interpret to your own means yeah um, you want information you want information that is condoned or blessed by an organization to be used in a certain way and it's usually a you know a simple data set but maybe that simple data set is like these are our customers or these are our departments these are our products it's very basic but it's safe yeah. and then that can be published out and be used to supplement other types of uh, more more on-demand analysis uh, but for our, our our original question is how do you uh, gather all this information and do something well it's it's again what outcome uh, it sounds like people want to make an informed decision right and uh, when you frame it up that way okay what's the decision about boosting productivity boosting uh, or maximizing the, the the return on that licensing investment okay what would you do if you had an answer well you would probably have some type of intervention or follow-up action okay so we want less email using your example well go invest a couple of years on creating your own tie graph or other type of analytics solution or buy it whatever the case might be but you're still going to have a training intervention to say let's let's stop doing email let's move into this other area and we're going to go back to training and adoption and reinforcing it you said something at the earlier in the conversation I love the term digital transformation. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's just always something that I'm like, oh, I, that sounds great. I'm going to put it on my talk tracks. So I'm going to put it on my blog. But the truth is, it sounds like it's a it's an end state. Like I'm, I'm going digitally to digitally transform once. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish check. that's done. yeah, check done. <laughs> and the the truth is, it's it's a digital transformation journey, regardless of the organization. And I can tell you, with all of the customer dealings I've had, they're all trying to improve which means that every organization has some type of challenge with understanding their usage of the technology, the getting the most out of it or working in a way that is optimal for those their organization. Uh, and then they, they take that information and then they have an action plan. So the, yeah. the data, the information, like that's just step one. Actually, it's step two. Step one is asking the question. Step two is finding the data to inform that decision. And step three is to take action. Well, that and that point right there, I was going to bring it up. That it was, is that you cannot accurately measure something or the change around that unless you take steps, unless yep. you do something with that. And and uh, I think the the analysis paralysis problem in this area is huge where organizations like waiting for more data and movies like, no, look, this, these are all moving targets. You can't stop your business, stop people from doing this activities, collaboration activity until you get the metrics right. And then, okay, we'll start again. Like, no, that's yeah. not the real world. Uh, and so you have to, part of management is taking what limited information you have doing, making your your best guess around that a guesstimate so which is you've got some information and refine that over time refinement that's key and so but you've got to move forward to to be able to measure things okay that was right adjust refine that um absolutely yeah it's 
this is I, look i realize this is a a huge topic will i'm sure we'll touch on this more as i as i wrap up the blog series over the next few weeks maybe we'll uh, incorporate this into our next month uh, chat on the topic cool but uh, unless microsoft drops a bunch of new products and we get you know, dazzled by stars in our eyes, uh, chasing after whatever latest features as we are want to do. But uh, well, Norm, really appreciate your time as always in uh, diving into this topic, and we'll have to uh, we'll have to uh, again uh, cover this topic again in in more depth. Great seeing you again. Thanks for having me, Christian. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published on most Fridays, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.